forgot actually. Uh, no problem. We are at the beginning. Good evening. Mm, nice slides. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Good, uh, good evening, uh, and welcome to Tarnaji. Uh, first of all, I'd like to. Uh, I and my colleagues uh, really appreciate, and uh, we would like to express our deep gratitude for accepting our invitation today. Uh, it's really nice having you here, uh, Dr. Najib. Thank you. It's been a very long time since I see you, <laughs> since I, I've seen you, actually. Uh, uh, I and Dr. Najib were uh, a PhD students at Coronial University of London. Uh, I finished my uh, uh, PhD in 2018. Uh, I'm not sure when did you finish your PhD? 2019 February, 26 February exactly. Oh, after, oh perfect. Uh, it's uh, one year after uh, yes. I finished mine. Yes. So, Dr. Najib, will, uh, uh, we would like to express our deep gratitude for uh, sharing your knowledge with us. Uh, this pilot program uh, is like uh, supported by the, uh, the uh, head of our university. Uh, and the uh, vice president for uh, scientific affairs and uh, postgraduate graduate studies. Uh, so today or this evening, Dr. Najib will uh, present beginner guide to literature review writing. So uh, the microphone is yours, Dr. Najib. Please, uh, uh, yeah, you can start now. Okay. Are you able to see my screen, please? Uh, your screen is uh, so clear, yes. Okay. Hello, everyone. It is my pleasure to present you a beginner's guide to literature review writing, understanding the what, how, and where. So, basically, the outline of my presentation is really, really simple. What I'm going to present to you is to provide an overview, then to answer the question, what how, where, and provide question and answer session. However, you know, like we are in this COVID-19 era, so I would like to start with understanding how your social and emotional well-being is. So if you can please provide an answer to how you are feeling today, just go to folieb.com slash najibgambo013 and tell me how you are feeling before we continue with the presentation. Use this website, folieb. This is just folieb.com slash najibgambo013 and just answer the question. Let us see how you guys are feeling today. Someone said he is happy and thrilled.
Are you guys with me, please? Okay. Good. Okay. So poor people respond to the form. Okay. Okay. Oh, someone is sleepy. Tired, sleepy. How, how many? How many energy uh, tired and sleepy? Uh, only only one person. Okay, two, two, two. Okay, let's see. Someone is scared. Please don't be scared. You are going to learn something. I promise you. Yeah, you are going to learn something. Okay, those who are excited are in higher number. Okay. So excited and energized. Yes. Seven Yes, but still we have some people that are sleepy. <laughs> okay, two more minutes. Two more minutes. I 
Okay, one more minute before we go. Those who are agnagized are in higher number. Only one person is scared. Okay, I think we have some feedback that most of the participants here are more excited and energized. So let's continue with the presentation. So if you could recall, the title of my presentation is A Beginner's Guide to Literature Review Writing, Understanding the What, How and Where. So now, with regard to the first question, there are a series of questions I am interested in asking and providing answer to that so that it will guide us on what we want to learn today. So the first question is what is a literature review? So the answer here is a literature review identifies, evaluates, and synthesizes the relevant literature within a particular field of research. And it illuminates how knowledge has evolved within the field, highlighting what has already been done, what is generally accepted, what is emerging, and what is the current state of thinking on the topic. Not only that, within a research-based text such as doctoral thesis, a literature review identifies a research gap that is an unexplored or under-researched areas and articulates how a particular research project address this gap. That is just an overview of what literature review is about. However, it is worth noting that the format of a review of literature may vary from discipline to discipline. I believe you guys are from different specialization and discipline, so what might likely appears to be the format of literature review writing to those who are in social and behavioral sciences might differ with other people. Not only that, a literature review is not a series of annotation because there is this kind of frustration with regard to doctoral thesis supervisors. They really have to grapple with the way some of the students used to write literature review. Their thinking is just to summarize and provide an annotated bibliography of different research someone studies. So that is why a researcher was saying, was provided, was given a difference between annotated bibliography and uh, literature review. He was saying annotated bibliography is just like a forest, a, a, a tree in the forest while the literature review is just like a forest where you will use the trees to describe how the forest is. So uh, in this kind of parable, the trees are the annotated bibliography while the entire forest is the literature review. So we don't really, our, our, our scope is in the literature review, not on the annotated bibliography. By annotated bibliography, you refers to the kind of summary someone used to write after reading paper, where he will say the method, he will provide his understanding with regard to the contribution, the method undertaken by the reviewer. So a literature review is not a series of 
annotation. Now, this brings us to asking another question. What type of literature review should one undertake? It should be noted here that depending on your discipline, there are different types of literature review. In part, there is a researcher who wrote an article on the taxonomy of literature review in which he came up with this kind of typology, 14 different types of literature review. However, for the purpose of this, re of this presentation, we are going to focus on four different types of literature review here. The first one has to do with traditional or narrative literature review. This type of review critiques and summarizes a body of literature and draws conclusions about the topic in question. That is the first one, traditional or narrative literature review. Then we have what we call a systematic literature review. In contrast to the traditional or narrative review, systematic reviews use a more rigorous and well-defined approach to reviewing the literature in a specific subject area. So let me just give you an example. My research interest has to do with the use of social media in humanitarian emergencies. So probably I'm interested in developing a systematic literature review. So, undertaking systematic literature review entails looking at probably the literature on crisis informatics for like 20 years. Then I will tell myself that I'm going to look at the literature within specific type of database. For example, Scopus database and other like database so that I will say I'm going to base my systematic literature on specific database and I'm going to give a year from probably 20 years up to now so that I can start studying the literature from 20 years up to the present so that I can understand the trend, the dimension, the problem and issues discussed in that type of literature. So this is what we term systematic literature review. Another type of literature re review is meta-analysis. Meta-analysis is the process of taking a large body of quantitative findings and conducting statistical analysis in order to integrate those findings and enhance understanding. It involves taking the findings from several studies on the same subject and analyzing them using standardized statistical procedures. So, in essence, meta-analysis normally revolves around quantitative studies. So it look at the broader term of those type of studies, do some kind of integrated understanding of what has been studied throughout this year's using a standardized statistical procedures. So the first one we talk about has to do with traditional or narrative literature review. The second one we talk about systematic literature review. This one is meta-analysis. The last one we are going to discuss based on this presentation is metasynthesis. This is the kind of a non-statistical technique. It's just a way around with the meta-analysis. And it is used to integrate, evaluate, and interpret the finding of multiple qualitative research studies. Such studies may be combined to identify their common core elements and times. So this is the kind of literature review you guys might be looking into either traditional or systematic or meta-analysis or meta-scientists. At your levels, these are the kind of literature review you will be involved at. The second one question is, 
Why should somebody care? Why do we even embark on this academic exercise on literature review? So, in essence, what is the rationale behind conducting a literature review as a postgraduate student? So, some of the reason why you need to undertake a literature review, number one, is to locate your own research within the context of existing research. So, if you are a PhD student or you are a master's student, sometimes for you to start working on your research, you need to show that you are not repeating somebody's work. And for the PhD student, the most important at the end of their PhD journey is to show that they contribute something, no matter how little, to the corpus of knowledge. So you can't contribute something to the knowledge until you undertake a systematic literature, a systematic review, and find out the gap. What is it that has been said? What is going to be yet to be explored? So that you can look at that and start thinking of providing an alternative or to work on it. So, in essence, locating your own research within the context of this literature is really, really important. I could recall during my PhD, one of my colleagues whom we work on the same research area discovered that the whole work, the whole research he was undertaking, he undertook for three years, somebody has done the research. The essence, what has happened was because he was unable to undertake systematic literature review to know what has been done in the field, what is yet to be explored. So you need to take a literature review to find out that you need to work in this field. Another thing is to point the way in fulfilling a need for additional research. Perhaps somebody has studied a particular domain or a particular area or came up with a solution that he feels like, in spite of the fact that there is still an existing research on this, he wants to add something in the field. In terms of optimization, probably it will take like three minutes to, to, to boot or to, to, to do something, and you are trying to say, how could we improve or optimize the efficiency of this stuff so that this kind of exercise can, 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 can transact within one minute or 30 seconds. So that is why you take a literature review so that you point the way in fulfilling any additional research. Another area is identify areas of prior scholarship to prevent duplication of effort. Not only that, you need to describe the relationship of each work to others under consideration. Another reason is to place each work in the context of its contribution to the understanding of the research problem being studied. You also need to provide readers with answers on why your research is worth doing in the light of what has already been done. Because one of the things that the PhD examiners will be looking is to ask you, why should we care about your research? And why should we care now? So you need to provide an answer on why your research is worth doing in the light of what has already been done. This is the third question. The first question we answer is what is the literature review? We talk about the rationale for undertaking literature review and the justification. Now, another question is what is the primary focus of attention when somebody is undertaking a literature review? So, while you are undertaking literature review, one of the things you will be looking at 
you look at research method undertaken by previous studies. What approach? Is it a qualitative? Is it a quantitative? Is it a mixed method research? Or if it is a qualitative, is it a case study? Is it a longitudinal studies? Or you use some binate in your approach? So you need to look at the research method. Another area is the outcomes. So after I read this paper, so what is the result? And you look at the theories used if the paper is qualitative type of studies. You also need to look at the practices or application of that study in the real area. Now, another question which is really, really important when you are trying to understand or undertake a literature review is what are some practical steps for conducting a literature review? Here is the question. Let me repeat. What are some practical steps for conducting a literature review? So the first step you are going to do is to determine the purpose and scope. Why am I undertaking this type of literature review? And uh, what is the scope of this literature? So the idea here is, for example, uh, let's, let me just give you an example. Suppose I'm interested in understanding the use of ICT in humanitarian emergencies. So you can see information communication technology in the humanitarian emergencies. This, as a supervisor, when you come up with this title as a super, as a student, and you want to undertake your PhD research, your supervisor will say, you need to scope out what you mean by ICT in humanitarian emergencies. Because if you are looking at ICT, are you looking at the process? Are you looking at the technology? Are you looking at the people? These are all, are you even looking at the contemporary use of the ICT? So somebody will say about 70 research about 70 PhD can comes out from use of ICT in humanitarian emergencies. And somebody can even say, when you talk about ICT, are you referring to collaborative technologies? Are you referring at artificial intelligence machine? Or what are you specifically talking about? That is why they said you need to avoid using a general term. So you need to say probably social media, even if you are talking about use of social media in humanitarian emergencies. What type of social media are you going to use? So you have to come down specifically and forecast and put out whatever you are interested in doing. So determining the scope is really, really important. You can avoid using a general term. And another important thing you are need to do if you are going to embark on literature review is to ask a specialist, somebody who is a subject matter expert in that field, that this is the title of my presentation, of my research. How do you see? You have a con conversation with him because he will ask you a lot of questions so that you can understand how to delimits your studies. Not only that, for you to even have a grasp of what you are trying to do, you need to do a lot of reading so that you can understand when you said, okay, when I am thinking of undertaking a research, for example, use of ICT in humanitarian emergencies, is it people? Is it process? Is it the technology itself? Okay, let me say technology. This technology is of buried nature. What type of technology am I referring to? So 
you need to do a lot of research for you to understand this. So the first way in conducting literature review is to determine the purpose and the scope. Determine the purpose and tells you delimiting your research and understanding how to go about your title. And not only that, you need to ask a specialist or a librarian so that he can guide you to help you. And not only that, undertaking an extensive reading in that specific area will give you an advantage in answering the question that a specialist might ask you on why you need to do this research in this particular area. So after you determine the scope, the second thing is to undertake a search. For you to undertake a search, you need to identify keywords for your particular research. When you identify the specific keywords for you, this will enable you to do that. Uh, I will be... I will, I will, in some few minutes, I'm going to discuss how to identify the keywords, but it is going to be under the how question. Now we are we are, we are now under the what section. So I just want you to understand we have a process. The first process is to determine the scope and purpose of your study. The second one is to determine how to search. For you to search, you need to identify the main keyword for your study. We will come and discuss how to find keywords for your studies. The second thing to do is to find a discipline-specific scholar's basket. What I mean by scholar's basket? Is. For example, if you are in computer science, you will find out that computer science scholars have specific journals that they want their students to really start their search from there. If you are in information system, information system scholars agreed that they have eight baskets of journals that most outstanding research comes from these journals. So they call it eight baskets. It started with MIS Cotley, European Information Journal of European Journal Information, European Journal on Information System. So there are eight baskets. So most of the scholars will say, if you are going to start your research, I think you need to start searching your literature from this eight basket journal of information system scholars. So what you need to do is Based on the field you are, you need to identify your mentor, a scholar, and ask him what are the most authoritative journals that you feel like I will start my literature search from them. So you need to start from this kind of journals before you expand your research because as you keep reading, as you keep reviewing literature, you'll find out some of these scholars are preparing you to go to other studies. So that is what we call snowballing research. They will give you, you will see a particular study is being repeated by so many scholars. Then you take note of such type of literature, then at the end of your reading, then you go back and see what you are reading. So discipline specific scholar basket is really, really important when you start your literature search. Another thing is you need to identify potential databases that you are going to search. Your mentor will advise you, for example, if my specific interest in, is in artificial intelligence and machine learning, so my supervisor will say, so, so, so database and so, so database, 
are subscribed from our university so you can start searching such database and when you are searching such database we want you to specifically start searching journal a journal b journal c here they will mention the type of journal you may likely start with not only that you need to come to terms with either your supervisor or yourself the type of sources you are going to use in your research depending on the subject on depending on the discipline specialization as well as the kind of topic you are trying to find you may start thinking of my first area my past concern is to find primary sources of information empirical studies that somebody went to the field find the data do this and that that is you need to think of am i going to use this type of source am i going to use secondary source am i going to use anecdotal source or am i going to use gray literature when we talk about gray literature a kind of literature that you find information on internet uh, some of the literature that is not peer scholarly peer reviewed journals is what you call type of gray literature so you need to know which type of sources you are going to use and you must justify the reason why you are using that type of sources because one of the things that the journal reviewers will ask why do you intend to use primary data why do you intend to use secondary data why do you intend to use gray data why do you intend to use this and that so you must have your justification for choosing what type of sources you are looking for another kind of thing you are going to do is you need to record every step of your search process you may never know this search process you can take out a paper on particular search process you can write a conference paper or a journal article on your search process so for example i said i'm going to use five keywords when i'm going to use social media probably social media use of social media in humanitarian emergencies then what are my keywords i'm going to use humanitarian emergencies probably i want to use collaborative technology is a keyword i want to use facebook as a keyword i want to use twitter as a keyword and i go to scopus database and i put twitter and facebook or collaborative technologies plus humanitarian emergencies as my search term so when i put this in the search engine i would like to look at how many results did i get out of this result how many conference papers how many journal papers how many workshops i need to be reading all this i need to keep reading i need to keep reading when i change the key terms and it gives me different types of result i need also to record this so it's really really important and in this area a librarian is your best friend here please don't underestimate the knowledge of librarians when you are going for your literature review search search if in your university you have subject matter librarians go and discuss with them on the best way to find a good result because if you didn't have a very good keywords search terms the number of output the number of results you get is not going to be something something encouraging so please go and discuss with your subject matter librarian this one is really really important so the first one we said determine the scope and purpose the second step is searching the literature 
Now, the third step here is how to do a scheme reading. When we talk about scheme reading, is like when you have, like, for example, you, you get like 50 results from your search engines. So you open each journal paper or a conference paper or a workshop paper, depending on the type of sources you are looking for. Then the first thing you are going to do, just read abstracts read at the abstract and see on whether it corresponds to the purpose of your study. If it didn't, just take out that paper. You read the abstract, you read the introduction, and you read the conclusion. This is the first type of reading. You just read abstract, introduction, and conclusion, and ask yourself on whether this thing conforms to my research question, or what I'm interested in undertaking in my research. If it didn't click in your brain that this is the right paper, take it out keep scheming, keep scheming until you finished, then whenever you find a paper that you feel like it is relevant to your research, then put it there, put it there until when you are done with your scheming, then you come back and start reading and start reading. So the first step is establish your purpose and why you, the scope of your studies. The second one is literature review search. The third step is scheme reading. So the first step in this endeavor is you are going to be reading after you identify the potential papers you are going to read. So the next step is to read paper, each journal paper or conference paper, one by one. Once you are reading, we want you to take note of the following. First, what are the key terms the authors are using in the paper? Take note of the key term so that it will help you to add some of these key terms in your search because you happen to finish your search. The second thing is you need to look at what are the key statistics provided by the authors. Perhaps it will be good in making justification in your introduction. When you come to write introduction, some of these key statistics, usable quotes will really help you. So key statistic, usable quotes, make sure you take all these as part of something in your notebook. Then the research questions or hypotheses. Look at the type of research question they are asking on whether it is something very close to your research. You look at some of the areas the authors are emphasizing at. It is really important. And you look at the strengths and weaknesses of the thesis these reviewers I mean, these authors are trying. How strong is the review? What is the weakness of this paper? You need to keep note of all this. You need to take note of the trend and patterns provided in all the papers you are reading. And you need to think on the gap in the literature. Okay, this guy has written about this, but he didn't say that. It's really, really important to take note of the gap. And you look at his paper or her paper as well as relationship among studies. You look at the framework, they use for the theory, the construct, the dimensions they mention in their paper. And you look at the summary of the result. All this you need to be taking note. For each paper, you need to take note of all this. And you look at the delimitation. At the end of the study, you will see that the authors say, our paper is delimited to so, 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 so. So next studies or future studies will need to look into area X, Y, and Z. You take note. You take note. You will see that most of these people 
providing you with a clue on this limitation is a potential area that I can frame my 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 research that there is no enough literature in social area so perhaps I can do my studies in this area and you look at the recommendation for further studies is also a potential area that you need to write a note about so this is the first fifth stage the first one is determining the purpose and scope the second one is uh, is literature search the third one is scheming the first one is reading and taking note of all this now the next step is gathering and analyzing your data so what of the thing you are going to gather while you take all note you need to look at the title the authors the year the type of the source the purpose of the study the type of study the research question if it is qualitative the setting you also need to take note of the variables the sample size the data collection method the recommendation the strengths and weaknesses as well as the remarks you need to all put all this as part of a note you are going to be writing you need to all put all this so that you need to record all this kind of thing so before i before i continue i think i need to go back and ask you am i moving too fast or it is okay you are happy with the way i am discussing please let me know you're talking too fast i'm talking too fast okay let me let me let me reduce my the way i i, I go thank you for the feedback so so number six like i mentioned the first one is finding the purpose the second one is searching the third stage is skim reading the fourth stage is taking not the fifth stage is gathering and analyzing the data so the the next stage is framing the review now we took note of all this and now how are you going to write your literature review so the first thing is you need to find what you are not, what you need to write in the introduction part second the body and uh, based on the research you have undertaken you need to find what is the gap around around all the research i have undertaken then you need to write your conclusion this sixth stage i will come back to the stage in the next section so that i can explain how to frame your review so now i think we have answered the what question i ask about five different what 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 questions so the next stage is understanding how do i go about doing a lot of things i mentioned at the beginning so remember i talked about selecting the right keyword for your research work so the question i am asking how do i select the right keyword for my research work this is really really important in your research activity so the first thing to do is to identify the main concept of your research question identify the concept of your research question so before you start the the, the study you need to ask question why am i undertaking this study and what am i going to answer based on the title of my research here is an example uh based on the title the 
the, 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 the title you put for your study, because like as you read the literature, probably you may change the title, but from the beginning you need to have a title of what you need to work on or a general area on what you are going to work on. And based on that general area, you also need to ask a certain question in that particular area. So when you, it may not be your final research question because the more you read, the more other information emerge, the more you change the title, and the more you will change your research question. So let us start with an example of a research question that you need to identify. For example, you have this. What is the relationship between test performance and the retention of ESL students? I deliberately put ESL as an example. What is the relationship between test performance and the retention of ESL students? This is the, the question. So, for you to find the keywords from here, the keywords for this topic are listed below. You can see test performance, the relationship between test performance, the retention, and ESL student. These are the potential keywords you will find from this. So, let me take a recap and take it slowly. You need to have a general title to work on. Based on the title, you need to ask a research question. Based on the research question, you can identify the potential key terms that you are going to use in your literature review search. So, in this example, we mentioned what is the relationship between test performance and the retention of ESL students. So, we said, okay, relationship is not something that a search engine will give you, but test performance, retention, ESL student are potential keywords here. Now, another thing to do in, in, in finding, in, in, in framing your search terms is you need to avoid abstract or implied concept. What I mean by abstract, I mean relationship words such as compare, contrast, correlation, causation, or relationship. They are called abstract or implied concept. You don't need to put it in the search engine because it's going to give you a lot of something that is not going to be relevant to your search. You also need to avoid using judgment words such as best, worst, pro, con, advantage, disadvantage. You need to avoid using them in your search term. Another thing that is going to be really, really important when you are trying to find your search terms is the use of synonyms and antonyms. So, when we talk about synonyms, are uh, words that are of the similar meanings and antonyms are words that are opposite. So, in literature review, looking at synonyms and antonyms is really, really important. It can help you to give you a more precise result of what you are looking at. So, let's look at the synonyms of test performance. Remember, test performance is one of the keywords from our uh, hypothetical research question. So, some of these Tests, look at it. We said test performance, but we write test, exams, test taking skill, test anxiety, academic achievement, and test preparation. Here is just an example that I can use. And instead for me to use test performance, I can say test exam, test taking skill, test anxiety, among other things. Now, antonyms. To, antonyms. Now we are talking about student retention. What are the words that is opposite to this 
retention. We talk about student persistence, graduation, dropout, school holding power, student attrition, dropout, prevention. These are some of the words that I can keep playing with in the search engine. Perhaps it will give me a more precise output of what I'm looking at. Other thing, we need to be very careful when we are trying to find keywords in our literature review search is keyword variation. Sometimes you find out American versus British is really, really important. Some, key, some, 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 some search engines will prepare an American while some will prepare a British. Or some of the houses might be using the British type of English while other houses will give you American. So for you to have a precise result, you need to play with the keyword to see which one gives you a more important and relevant result. There is this also Boolean operators such as and or or not. They are really, really important. So one of the things I will want to emphasize here is once you are searching a database, kindly take time to find the type of Boolean operators that the database allows so that it can help you to find something, something very useful. I hope these tips will help you in finding a more precise result. Another thing that is important when it comes to searching keyword terms is abbreviation. For example, look at, I wrote ESL student. ESL is a short form for English, it's a second language. Sometimes you'll find EFL, English is a poor language, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. So I think also, this one are also very, very important while looking at your search one. So uh, the first how question is about asking how can I frame to get my, my, my how can I find or how can I undertake a literature review using precise keyword. So the second question we are asking here is how can I pass track my literature review search? Because my literature review search is it can take you up to one year doing literature review search. Like in the morning I was discussing with someone. I said, if I'm going back to do another PhD, because like during my PhD, I spent four years working on my research. So for the four years I spent working on my PhD, I am now reflecting, saying, if I'm going to and uh, I'm back on another PhD, definitely I'm not going to spend more than two years if I am going to have my data. Why am I saying this? It is because during my PhD, I came to learn something that no one has taught me. How did I come to know this? Let me just give you an example. This, doing this poor, poor thing I'm going to tell you, it will help you to pass track your, your, your literature review search. The first thing is, for some of you, you may know what Mendeley is. I know some of you are using RepWork, some of you are using EndNote, some of you are using Zotero, or some of you are using Google Search. But one of the things I prepare Mendeley to other things is Mendeley, number one, has an alert where over time it can, when, based, when, when you sign up with Mendeley, and you keep storing all your research papers in Mendeley, data, uh, Mendeley, Mendeley database for Mendeley organizer, 
when you keep saving all your research papers there, they have a machine learning algorithm that will keep looking at your research interest and keep sending you papers relevant to your research interest. So this will help in past tracking your research. It's really, really important. If there is a time, I will probably show you how, how, how you do... Uh, let me see... Not this Mendeley, please. Mendeley. So this is Mendeley. Let's say I'm interested. I'm interested in social media crisis situation. These are my 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 keyword: social media crisis situation. You can see one of the the good thing about Mendeley is now it gives me like eight hundred and seventy six result you can see it gives me through years the document am i interested in journal conference book section generic book or what these are some of the conferences the journal journal of human development these are some of the journals these are by authors and these are open access if you don't have any access these are all open access and look at one of the thing is sought by most relevant most recent and uh, these are most cited papers. So using Mendeley will help you to pass track what you are looking at. Another way you can pass track your literature review is using Google Scholar. Why have I said it can help you to pass track your literature review search? Let me show you something here. Please, are you able to see my screen when I, I, I move to Mendeley? Thank you. So, so this is uh, Google Scholar. So under Google Scholar, let me write social, social media, probably crisis situation. So one of the reasons I said it will help you to pass track your, your, your research is look at this. Suppose this. Uh, sense making and communication roles in social media crisis communication. So, for example, this paper is really important to me. So, one of the things is I can do is you can see this. These are the authors. So, I can I can click on the author's name. When I click on the author's name, it will take me to all the type of the research the author has undertaken. And I can look at which one has to do with social media. You can see social media, social media, social media, social media. So it means this guy, look at his H index. His citation is 4916. His H index is 34. I index is 87. So 
With this, it can help you track a lot of important results. Look at this, my bye-bye. When I click on my bye-bye, it will take me, you can see everything is communication, communication, communication. So it will help me to find real, real people that will really help me to pass track my research. Another thing is connected papers. This is one of the things that has ever happened to me in the internet. The first thing I discovered is connected papers. Let me just give you a simple example on why connected papers will really help you to pass track whatever you are interested in taking and undertaking when it comes to literature review. What this website does is to build a graph. Let me say social media. Let me just give you social media crisis situation. Here is an example. Look at how it will build the graph. Okay. Social media. Let me change. Uh. They said they are experiencing heavy traffic. We'll come back to that. So what this... Uh, okay. So look at the, the result. So what is going to do here is, for example, I got this. When I click on it, it is going to load a graph on what social media... Look at all the papers that are connected to this paper. And uh, when you click on this, it will give you prior works. Prior works are papers that were mostly commonly cited by papers in the graph. Look at all the prior works and look at the citations. 1,909. Look at all the citations. Look at all the citations. And this is derivative works. So what they mean by derivative paper? This usually means that they are either surveys of the field or recent relevant work, which were inspired by many papers in the graph. So you can read all this and it will give you more idea. This prior works give you an important seminal work. This is the past work they do on social media. And one of the things is when I click on this social media, look at what is going to happen here. Most of the time it will give you the papers. And uh, look at it, when you open in Semantic Scholar or DOI, most of the time when you open here, it will allow you to download the paper. So this type of, of paper, this type of website, it enables you to track because it is going to build a graph. All the studies that was done around that, it is just doing like a snowballing approach to your paper. So try and take a look at connected papers. It's really, really important. Another way you can pass track is if you are going to undertake a literature review on a particular subject and you want to have a condensed knowledge of that, go and find systematic literature review on that. Just check in your database systematic literature review on social media. Those papers condense all the knowledge on that particular niche area you are looking for. That is one thing you can do. It will give you the best studies, the studies 
that started on this, the studies that talk about technology, that talk about process, that talk about organization. It will give you all the idea you want. So you can pass track your literature such. Not only that. That is what we call special interest group, personal learning network. If you are a scholar of socio-technical, you will find out that there is a Facebook group or there is a LinkedIn group or there is a Twitter group. Those scholars that are interested in socio-technical system, they have a group there, they share documents, they tell you what you are looking for. It's really, really important. Find out what is special interest group of my particular discipline. It's really, really important. They can help you to give you a lot of literature or they can give you guidance. The most important thing is they are not going to do your work, but they can help you to locate important information that you might be missing. Another important approach for you to pastrack your literature review. Sometimes, for example, if we are looking, if we are interested in artificial intelligence, if my area of research is on artificial intelligence, there are some special issues, a conference that was organized on particular artificial intelligence. So you will see that all the information you require is condensed in that special issue of the journal. So you need to take a look at, you need to discuss with your supervisor or subject matter librarian where you will have to lay your hand on special issue on a particular subject area. The last one has to do with wiki. Some of these special interest groups, they have a place where they used to put important papers in one place. One of these places, you can find Mendeley, they have an open group in Mendeley where you will find out different groups, different groups sharing different important research there. So this one is really, really important. It can help you to pass track your literature review. Now, another question is, now we learned how to do a lot of things. Then how can I annotate, organize, store and generate a bibliography for my literature review? Remember, when we start talk about what are the process involved in undertaking literature review, we talk about finding the purpose and scope of your study. We talk about uh, literature search. We talk about scheming reading this and that, and we talk about reading where you are going to put the title, the outsource, the research question, the variable, everything. You know, I talked about how to take notes. So what we are saying, uh, how can I annotate? How can I organize? How can I store and generate bibliography for my literature review? So one of the annotation tools you will talk about is Ibanots. I don't know on whether some of you are using it, it is a potential place that you can, because like it syncs to the cloud, so it's really, really important you will not lose your, your document. So Ebernot, some people use Ebernot to annotate their research. Others prepare to download the paper, read, annotate the paper, wherever they have seen it is important, they use marker here and there so that they can repair back to paper and pencil. Some people really like reading on paper note because it makes them more engaging to them. But the disadvantage of this approach is over times when you are like doing a PhD, for example, one thing I regretted initially was I printed all the journal papers I read during my PhD. 
And when I was trying to return back home because they are too big for me, I am unable to go with them. So I lost all of them. And if I am going to undertake another research, I have to do another reading, which is really, really unproductive to me. So that is why, if I were you, I will use Mendeley. In Mendeley, I will store the paper, and they have a place where you take note, you annotate, you take everything, and for donkey years, it will be there. Even if you lost the computer, it is sinking to the cloud, you can access all your library, you can see some few moments ago, uh, I can't remember where I put my... You can see, this is my library on Mendeley. So in my library, I have some of the papers I, I, I downloaded. Let's see on whether the internet will allow me to open. So you can see these are my collections. So you can see, for example, these are all papers. These are my papers. And uh, my paper, I store my paper here. When I store my paper here, the paper is opening. You can see that. And this is my notebook where I write in, in annotations. This is where I write the notebook and look at it. For example, I am interested in this statistic. So I'm interested in this statistic. I highlight, and if I want to write something like this, so I highlighted it. So if I'm interested in writing something, this is kaza kaza, and I can write a lot of things there, and it will, it will save, and it will sink. And uh, when I, 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 I write something, it will be here. Look at it. I can add. This is important. For example. So you can see I can be annotating. Whenever I come back. I will come back and review the paper. It's really, really important. So that is why I said, instead of doing paper and pencil, if you are going to be in a long-term research, doing it on Mendeley or any other reference management software will have been really good. Sometimes you can do annotation in one note. It all boils down to what you feel you are more interested in that. That is annotation too. Then organizing your sources. Remember, when we said, when you do the reading and analysis, we said you need to find uh, the title of the paper, the authors of the paper, the year the paper is written, the research question, the objective. You need to all be capturing all this, taking note of all this. The research question, the methodology, is it the type of methodology, the review, the result, the strengths and weakness, and the remarks. So you can use... Google Sheet or you can use Excel Sheet depending on what you like most to organize all the information on the number of literature review you have undertaken. Now, how do I store my papers? I think this one is self-explanatory. You can use RepWork, you can use Zotero, you can use Mendeley, you can use Google Scholar, you can use 
and not you can use any reference management software to store your but i showed it to you that i prepare to use mendeley for three things with mendeley it can give me recommendation based on my research interests one it allow me to store the document it allow me to annotate and uh, it allow me to generate bibliography or references and uh, so it all boils down to what you need however i think there is one thing that we are we really don't normally take advantage of you see one of the advantage of google drive whoever once you have an email account on google drive you will have your you will have your your paper you can save a lot of papers for example when i'm interested in this paper i can save this paper and it says it saves to my library and here is my library you can look at my library here this is my library this is my library these are case studies any research on case study i put it here you can see any research on disasters i put it here you can see any research or literature review i put it here and uh, you can see you can add a lot of tags here you can add a tag you can say for example hide this and you can add a tag you can create a new tag and you can manage labels you can do a lot of things with it so with google scholar it's really really important it all boils down to what type of technology you are interested in and uh, still bibliography mainly is good rep work is good zotero is good so it all boils down to the type of literature review you want to do and you see this bibliography is really really important learning how to generate automatic references is really really important i have a friend ladies i don't know whether you know dr amin kashepi so dr amin during his phd he said he doesn't trust technology and even though he is a computer scientist so he generated his reference for like three weeks he took three weeks developing a reference because he don't want to use mendeley or any other software so you can do all this with that so uh toward the end another question that is really really important is how do i avoid writing a laundry list of previous studies since every supervisor has a horror stories of literature reviews which are tediously and irrelevantly descriptive so you, you know at the beginning of this lecture i talked about people just summarizing literature so how can i avoid summarizing literature but synthesizing the literature the way to go about this is the first thing you are going to do is number one you need to organize your thoughts how do you organize your thought you organize your thought using a summary table for example for example you have four sources four different journal articles then you write the aims the method the population the conclusion the evaluation this is just for for for, for presentation purposes for example when you write all this in summary table it will give you an idea on how to organize your thought next what you need to do is look at developing a synthesized matrix so based on this source 1 source 2 source 3 you can see the aims you can see the method you can see the population you can see the conclusion and uh, you pick for example two different themes or concepts 
in your literature review based on your summary. Then you can come and say, okay, theme one, theme two, theme three, probably in the concept, this thing we have, something comes up here, comes here, comes here. So you can visualize what is going on so that you can summarize and a different idea will start popping up once you have this type of idea. So the first thing is organize your thought by using matrix and tabulation. The second thing you are going to do is to outline your structure, for example. So when you remember, when I talk about how to put your thought to write your literature in which I talk about introduction, the body, the gaps, and conclusion. So under the body, you may need to write your literature based on this idea we have seen. Because you have something different concepts are coming together, different concepts are coming together. When you have this, you need to, depending if your literature you have seen has to do with over time, so you need to develop your writing into a chronological means. If it comes up with different concept, concept, different thematic and subthematic areas, you can write using thematic areas. This is a theme, this is another theme, this is another theme. Then you can write the body of your literature review using thematic. And uh, if your literature review has to do with discussing methodology of conducting particular treatment or particular experiment, then you, do, you go for methodological approach. And uh, if yours is probably has to do with qualitative start, study, and you need to talk about different philosophy, then you do contrasting school of thought when it comes to theory, 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 and theory. And if it is over, then you can go for historical and probably conceptual. It all boils down to a structure. Here is an example on how not to write to, to, to write a story about literature. It is all about looking at different information that nearly resemble with each other. I'm writing a book on bad. So here is a simple example. So here is a different something I summarized. Here is another information I summarized from another website. Here is another area I summarized from different literature. Here is another area I summarized from different literature. You can see these are source 1, source 2, source 3, source 4. So when it comes to males, I give it this yellow color. You can see male, male, male. When it comes to female, I gave it this color. I gave it this color. I gave it this color. Then at the end, this is male, this is male, this is male. So when you combine them, then you synthesize the literature. You come up with one statement about male thing. And this, when it comes to female, this is how I talk about. I put them all together. And here is the product of what I have written. It is about American Kestra. So you can see, I talk about both sexes. Because in this, this one has to do with both sexes. When you have seen this white, it is about both sexes. You can see I talk about both sexes, both sexes. I talk about male sexes. I talk about female sexes. When I talk about male American kestrel, this is from here. Male American kestrel, male American kestrel, male American. So I combine these three and form one different sentence from here up to here. When I talk about female American kestrel, I talk about here, 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 and I combine them into one sentence. This is just an example on how to synthesize a literature review. So how do you write paragraph with topic senses? Another thing which is really, really important 
is for us to understand that right in each paragraph, we need to provide each paragraph with topic sentence. By topic sentence, I mean it is usually the first sentence which presents the main idea of your paragraph. It is open short, clear, simple, and to the point, and it is followed by explanations, reasons, and examples which support your topic. So if you are writing your literature review, every paragraph is supposed to contain a particular idea that reiterate the previous idea or a new idea and it follows by different example here is an example of how to write a topic sentence early research on x focus heavily on y this is how to go about that so the stage the next stage is you need to revise edit and appropriate your literature you need to revise 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 edit and appropriate before you do the whole thing now I think I have, we have started the process from identifying the purpose to searching the literature, to identifying keyword, then searching the literature, then taking notes, then scheming the reading, doing everything. Now we are almost done because we learned even how to write a topic sentence, how to write chronologically and write everything. I think we are done with the with the process. So the question is where could I explore further to improve my literature review writing capabilities? So this is the conclusion is where could I? This is the where part. We were done. We are done with the what part, the how part, and now the where part. So the question here is where could I explore further to improve my literature review writing capabilities? So for your continuous professional development, I came up with this website that I found really, really helpful to me. And I am optimistic it will be helpful to you. The first one is Researcher Academy. Elsevier Researcher Academy will teach you how to do, how to publish your paper, how to do literature review, how to write an introduction, how to do anything. Please head, it, head to this Researcher Academy. In every slide you will receive here, there is a link to the website. So Researcher Academy, that is a link to that. It's really, really important. Please take a look at the website. Well, mentally, there is a place where you can learn how to annotate, how to, to do literature review, how to organize, how to generate literature review there. There is a link below. And there is this Indiana University website where it will teach you how not to become, how not to plagiarize. This one is really important as a researcher. Plagiarism is something that you, you wouldn't want to be coached doing it. So this website developed a course and they will give you a certificate after you finish the course in Indiana University. So there is a link below. Please take note. It's really important how to learn, how to progress, not to copy somebody's idea. Another thing is has to, has to do with writing prompt. Most of us that are not native speakers of English will struggle to do when it comes to academic writing. How can I start a, a paragraph? How can I do compare and contrast? How can I create this? How can I do that? There is this website, Academic Press Bank, which is really, really important for you who may come to this. This is just right Manchester Press Bank. It will teach you, this is, this is the website, Manchester Academic Press Bank. 
So you can see when it comes to how to be cautious, how to be critical, how to classify and list something, how to compare and consider, how to define terms, describe trend, describe quantities, explain causality, give example in your research, referring to sources, describe a method, report result. You will see it is really, really important for the starting researcher. It will help you to do a lot of things. And there is this Google Scholar. For example, in Google Scholar, one of the fine things you will find is if you are struggling to write a sentence. Uh, let me see. There is a conflicting information. For example, you want to write a sentence on there is conflicting information. Just go to Google Scholar and write this. So it will give you, this is something that is a conflicting information. There is a conflicting information. There is conflicting information. It will show you how to write a sentence with conflicting information. Or you are interested in saying, you want to write something to do with previous studies, assert, for example, so you want to put something, previous studies, assert, previous studies. When you open this, it will show you how to complete the sentence. It's really, really important. Here is another scale. Uh, this scale also, it gives you a, a sentence starter. Uh, let me see for better. This, this website. So if you write sentence with, for example, nonetheless... Nonetheless, you want to write sentence and the nonetheless cannot come as a non-native speaker. Then you will see 15.8 different ways you can write nonetheless. You can see how to write nonetheless in academic. The outsource nonetheless makes several sensible Nonetheless, unacceptable practice has been reported. So it will teach you how to do that. And it can give you a word sketch of nonetheless. This is how... To, to do that and it can give you similar words of nonetheless you can see how to print this so this is writing prompt you can try all this if you are doing academic writing and uh, there are academic search engines that probably you cannot get one paper you do connected papers repsic ethos ethos will give you all the phd studies from british universities it's really, really important you can take that if you can see how the people write their thesis. So there is deep dive, and there is all these base, global ETD search, all these are search engines that can, you can download papers free of charge in a legitimate ways. So lest I forget, research is spending six hours reading 35 papers so you can write one sentence containing two references. So I think I can stay here and I will allow you to ask questions and answer and you can connect with me via all this. Thank you so much for giving me this time to discuss with you my understanding of writing literature review. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, uh, Dr. Nadine, for your very uh, nice uh, talk. It's really amazing uh, presentation. Uh, I guess you are so thirsty after this uh, <laughs> this long talk. 
thank, thanks a lot again. And uh, before uh, going to questions uh, from the students, I have myself uh, two questions. Okay. Uh, the first question okay. is... Okay, give me uh, a minute, please. Let me take my paper and fan. Okay. Just a minute. Take your time. Okay, you can go ahead with your question, please. Thank you very much. Uh, the first question is, uh, how much time uh, you suggest that the students must invest uh, in writing on writing literature review? Oh. Uh, roughly speaking, how much time uh, does the student, uh, any student, PhD or master student, uh, invest for uh, or on literature review writing? Time. What do you think the uh, uh, like the time, uh, roughly speaking, about the time. Uh, the second question is, um, in your uh, uh, what part, okay, in your what part, step four, you mentioned read and taking notes. Uh, what's your preferred way for reading and taking notes? Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for your question. As for the time for the PhD students, I think it boils down to somebody's proficiency in understanding and writing. You know, like writing proficiency depends from one person to another. So, so it boils down to um, whether, because like we are native, non-native speakers, and academic writing is something that takes time. So it boils down to how fluent and how good somebody is at writing. And when he used to writing, I think writing a literature review all boils down to the type of the resources at your disposal you have and the reading it will take. Because somebody can read about five papers in a day, so it will take like five to six months gathering documents, reading them, annotating, and writing the literature. If you have full time, it will take like five to six months. And for, for master student, I think it will take like two months for you to do the literature review because what you are going to do is not like as comprehensive as that of PhD student. And my, yeah, my prepared way of writing literature is to read the documents online annotate it online so that it can give me the visual of what I'm doing. So I, I, I used to do all my reading after my PhD on Mendeley so that I don't need to be going back and forth and be copying everything and put it somewhere. So I do it there. But one thing I know with people we have different ways we do a lot of things. Somebody will prepare to download the paper, read the hard copy, and uh, do his annotation and continue with his life. So it all boils down to preference. But I prepare to annotate all my documents on Mendeley. The advantage is even in 10 years' time, I want to write something, I still have my thought and my annotation there. All I need to do is just to repurpose what I have written earlier and put it, and it makes my life easier. Perfect, awesome. Thank you very much, Dr. Najib. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Uh, for uh, this information. Uh, Dr. Ammar, 
thank you very much, uh, Dr. Najib. Actually, it's uh, a great presentation, a lot of information. Uh, actually, personally, I don't have special uh, question for you, but I need to uh, explain something for the students. Uh, actually, from the beginning of the program, we have talked about uh, the literature review. Uh, each student uh, needs to do a, a literature review. It's very important, it's very necessary, it's the first step for your work. Uh, in this program, uh, which is especially for the master and PhD students, uh, we have talked about uh, how to uh, start doing a literature review and actually Dr. Najib now explain the complete uh, plan from the beginning, why you should do uh, a literature review, how to start, where you search, uh, how to read, how to write, uh, how to get support, all this information actually is very important uh, for the student. I'm highly uh, recommended to uh, read, read uh, the presentation uh, and uh, now I'm asking uh, Dr. Najib if he could share the PDF uh, presentation with, uh, with the students. Uh, this will be great and recommended for each student to uh, read this presentation again and uh, specify uh, what uh, kind of words, what kind of uh, topics, uh, which kind of a website uh, could help them. Uh, all this information is very important. I'm also highly recommended to use these uh, tables, which uh, Dr. Najib uh, presented. Uh, this table is very, really important uh, for the master and PhD students. Uh, the student can uh, summarize all uh, the papers in this table, and it's very easy to present it uh, for the uh, supervisor and even for the uh, presentation at the end. So uh, actually all the information is necessary. Uh, uh, Najib, uh, probably, uh, could you also share this PDF with, with the students? Absolutely, I can share it. Yeah, so this is uh, really very important uh, for the students. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Najib. Thank you, doctor. I'm grateful. Okay, uh, uh, Dr. Najib, regarding the uh, the PDF document that Ammar, Dr. Ammar uh, asking yes. uh, for the students, could you please send it to my email? I have write uh, my email on your uh, uh, like messenger text and no problem. you have time, just no send problem. it to me. I will, I will send it. Share it with the other students, please. Yeah. If you want even to share it here, I can share it directly. Oh, perfect, yes. Yeah, I can okay. share it directly here. Uh, does this take? Oh, it doesn't. I will share it using your. Uh, let me generate. I will share it because, like, it will not take. Uh, I will share it with you. Yeah, I already downloaded it. Okay. Yeah. If anybody has a question, just raise your hand. Sorry. I just ask the students if somebody uh, has a question. Okay. Okay, so, it's clear. Uh, 
Dr. Najib, before the student uh, can ask uh, one more question regarding the difference between uh, a literature review and uh, like writing a review paper. So how can we like distinguish between these two? Writing a review paper. Can you please explain more? Uh, like, uh, for example, our students have to write like a review paper uh, in their first year, I think. Uh, so, how they can like use the information they get from uh, the uh, a literature review and their thesis, like search, and write uh, a review paper regarding a certain topic. Yeah, I think the review paper is just a lightweight approach of writing a literature review. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just a lightweight. Probably this one you will be given like 10 papers to review. Okay. So you just base your review on a certain... You focus your review on that specific papers you are allowed to write or on that specific subject area or specific field you just review the okay. literature it's just to analyze synthesize the literature and do this thing so you can do the same process we have discussed here but in a lightweight because like one of the differences is you know if you are writing a literature review for phd your external examiner will ask you at what moment do you decide not to continue reviewing literature you know you will tell him that yes yeah you know one of the things that you will tell your supervisor is i stop reading when i attain a saturation point a saturation point is a situation whereby someone keeps seeing whatever he read earlier you you have not been finding a new paper or new result everything you are very part to you'll understand that you know that concept so you attain a saturation stage so that is okay. literature review for you but a lightweight review you are going to be given a certain focus area or an area to review a paper or a literature on that so it may not take more than 10 to 15 papers you are going to review whether you attend saturation or you didn't attend saturation you don't need to stop there you just have to provide that so that your supervisor or the, 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 your lecturer will understand that you have the graphs of that area you are asked to write the paper. Okay, fair enough. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, 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 I put down the, the link. I'm not sure on whether you have seen the link. Uh, Let I me... Guess, here is the yes. link at the message. Okay. The message. So you will see the link yes. to the presentation. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Okay. I saw it. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Uh, any student has a question uh, to ask Dr. Najib? Please go ahead and ask your question. Raise your hand and uh, I'll pick uh, from you. If you have a question, just raise your hand and 